And the title of this morning's message is called Partnership. Now, before you start thinking of all these stereotypical terms of what you've heard of partnership, whether it be in the business world or even in the, the church world, it's a common term thrown, a, thrown out there that says, hey, partner with us and give us all your money. That's not what we're talking about this morning, okay? So I want to clarify that before we even kick off the message this morning. We are going to talk about partnership. And so if you would stand this morning as we read the word of God in Mark chapter number four. I'm beginning in verse number one this morning. And again, he began to teach beside the sea and a very large crowd gathered about him so that he got into a boat and sat in it on the sea and the whole crowd was beside the sea on the land. And he was teaching them many things in parables. And in his teaching, he said to them, listen, behold, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seed fell along the path and the birds came and devoured it. Other seed fell along the rocky ground where it did not have much soil. And immediately it sprang up since it had no depth of soil. And when the sun rose, it scorched it. Since it had no root, it withered away. Other seed fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it. And it yielded no grain. And other seeds fell into good soil. And it produced grain growing up and increasing and yielding 30-fold, 60-fold, and 100-fold. And he said, he who has ears, let him hear. Jump down to verse 13. And he said to them, do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? The sower sows the word. Everybody say, the sower, the sower. sows the word. And these are the ones along the path where the word is sown. And when they hear, Satan immediately comes and takes away the word that is sown in them. And these are the ones sown on rocky ground. The ones who, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with joy. And they have no root in themselves, but endure for a while. Then when tribulation or persecution arises on the account of the word, immediately they fall away. And other ones that were sown among the thorns, those are those who hear the words. But the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things enter in and choke the word out. And it proves unfruitful. But those that were sown in the Good soil are the ones who hear the word, accept it, and bear fruit 30, 60, and 100 fold. There's a term used in shipping vessels when a circumstance arises. It's a dire circumstance where a ton of people are needed. And the term is called this, all hands on deck. And when they call all hands on deck, that means there is not one person sitting around doing nothing. That means every person, Damon, has some role to fulfill at that point. The circumstances are so great that everybody has to chip in, grab on, and do something to keep the ship afloat. And so this morning, the body of Christ is at a place where I do believe, Cody, that we need to declare all hands on deck. Amen? All hands on deck. All hands jumping in, all hands grabbing hold of, all hands grabbing forth with somebody else in partnership and seeing the gospel of Jesus Christ brought around the world. Now, some of you are probably thinking, Pastor, how does this passage of Scripture even apply to what we're talking about this morning? Before I start my message, I'm going to make a qualifying statement. As you hear this message, I am not, we are not, the church is not asking you to partner with us. Okay? I need to make that very clear. As I preach this message this morning, I am not, we are not, the church is not asking you to partner with us. What we are asking you to do is to develop a partnership with the word of God so that your commitment to what God's called you to do here at TWBC and with the mission of times two will actually be completed. Okay, I'm going to say that again. We are not asking you to partner with the church. We're asking you to partner with the word of God this morning. We are asking you to make a decision this morning, whether you ever join this church or not, whether you ever even like Times 2 or not, and X2 and all the stuff we've got going on, whether anything that we do is suits your fancy or not, I'm asking you to make a decision this morning to partner with the Word of God. 
I need you as the body of Christ, I need me as the body of Christ to begin to put great emphasis once again on the word of God in our life. Songs are great, but if you are not reading the word of God, you will not worship out of the overflow. Listen, great humanitarian efforts are wonderful, but if you are not infused with the word and the power of God, your humanitarian efforts are just that, they're human efforts. And people will not come to know Christ. All the stuff we do as a church, as a people, as an individual must be done because the word of God has been sown into our hearts so we can produce because of the word of God 30, 60, and 100 fold return. Amen. So this morning I'm going to ask you to make a very serious decision in your life. To partner with the word of God. To partner with the word of God means that you will make the word of God a priority in your life. That the word of God becomes the power of God in your life again. You were saved because of the word of God being preached to you. You were born again because the word of God dwelt in your heart. And you believed the word of God and it was counted unto you as righteousness. So when the word of God goes forth this morning, I'm going to ask you to make a serious decision. And will you partner with the word of God? So much so that you are willing to put it in writing because as i said this morning there's a term called all hands on deck and because of your wonderful children's director who is a sharpie addict okay i have a whole box of sharpies up here that i'm gonna begin to place across the stage one at a time and i want you to partner with the word of god so much so that you'll put it in writing that this morning before we get done, all hands on deck will be in place. This morning before we get done, you'll understand the importance of God's word. So much so that you're willing to do this. Put it in writing. And you'll come up here on stage because it's all hands on deck, not all hands on the floor. And you'll sign your name saying you're going to partner with God's word on the ship. So those of you in the balcony get ready to come down at the end of service, okay? This is not excluding you because you're on that part of the ship. What it's doing is making you this morning... Be accountable, not to me, not to the boat that you're signing, but before God Almighty, you say, God, I'm going to put renewed importance on your word again. So much so that I'm willing to sign my name to the vessel that you called me to be at this morning. This is not asking you to partner with TWBC. When you sign this boat up here, it's not saying, oh, I'm now a member. I'm not asking you to be a member this morning. And in fact, not asking is so much that at the end of the altar call this morning, I'm simply going to give you the opportunity to come partner with God's word. Because I know this for a fact, that if you begin to partner with the word of God, the fruit of the word of God will begin to manifest, and we don't have to ask people to do anything because the fruit's going forth and it's already getting done. See, the issue with the church is we've asked for three things to be done. We've asked for um, friendships to be done. We've asked for memberships to be done. And because those two don't work out, many people abandon ship in the end. And so this morning as we begin this message, I want you to prayerfully consider having a partnership with God's word. And at the end of the service, you're going to have the opportunity to come up here on stage that is the big off limits. And I didn't tell anybody else I was doing this, so I didn't get in trouble till tomorrow at staff meeting and not today. That you can come up on the ship and you can sign your name. And I would love for every person's signature in here to sign it. And I want you to sign it for you. I don't want you to sign it Mr. and Mrs. so-and-so because you speak for yourself this morning. You stand accountable before God this morning. You make the partnership with God and his word this morning. Because when you put God's word in your life, the Bible guarantees 30, 60, and 100 fold return. And so this morning as we begin, I want to talk to you about partnership or friendship. 
partnership or friendship. And as I begin this, there's four types of people that are out in the world today. The four types of people that are out in the world today are people that are exploring. You've got exploring people. People that are looking for God, church, religion, Jesus, something to fill a void in their life. They're the exploring group of people. You've got a group of people out there who are exploring the seas. They're exploring everything, trying to find something to fulfill their life. And the world's giving them a billion different boats to get on. The problem is all those boats end up sinking in the end. The second type of people is those who start with Christ. You got those who start with Christ and get off to a running start, a blazing start, but then immediately because of things in their life, they begin to fizzle out and go away. This third group of people are those who continually walk with Christ, but eventually something happens to them as well. But the final group of people are those who are centered around Christ. That in fact, Christ isn't just in their life, Christ is their life, and their life rotates around him instead of Christ rotating around them. Do you see the difference? So we're going to hit four types of people this morning really quick. And partnership or friendship. Friendships are this, they're acquaintances. Mark 4, 15 said, and these people are the ones along the path where the word of God is sown. And when they hear, Satan immediately comes and takes away the word that was sown in them. Listen, if the stability of your relationship with Christ is based on your friendship, If the stability of the relationship with Christ that you have is based on your friendship, you are on a sinking ship. So many people, now understand where I'm about to go with this. So many people come to a church because of friendship, get a membership at a church because of a friendship, but never get fulfilled and end up abandoning the ship because everything about what they did was based on a friendship and not the word of God. Now there's nothing wrong with you bringing your friends to church, amen? In fact, I'm going to challenge you next week. We're going to talk about another ship called Fellowship, and I'm going to need you to bring all your friends to church. So I want you to bring your friends to church, but when you bring your friends to church, make sure their relationship with Christ isn't based on your friendship between you and them. I've seen it happen so many times that people come to church because of a friend but end up leaving that same church because of that same friend. Can I get an amen? Y'all are with me. Come on now. Y'all are like, ooh, I can't amen that because I've seen it happen or it's happened to me or I've done that or did that. And, and, and you've been wandering from boat to boat, jumping from ship to ship, trying to stay afloat. Here's how you're going to stay afloat. Your relationship with God cannot be based on your friendships. Your stability with your life cannot be based on your friendships because friends change, times change, people change, but the word of God will stand forever. The Bible says heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will stand forever. So if you got to build your life on a certain ship, you may as well build it on the partnership and partner with a ship that's not going to sink because the Bible says that the word of God is going to stand forever. And when you begin to base your life on that ship, You're going to see stability. A lot of times these people are the explorer group. They're looking for something. They're desiring something. But this is why many explorer people in the explorer group get hurt. Because they decided to make a friendship before embarking on a quality partnership with God's word. They decided to make a friendship before embarking on a serious partnership with God's word. Now hear what I'm saying. I want you to bring your friends to church. Yes. Everybody say yes. Everybody say I'll bring somebody next week. Yes. Okay about a third of y'all just dropped out. Y'all are abandoning ship already. I'm not even halfway through the first point on the message. Y'all are jumping ship. I want you to partner with God's word because I can tell you this. Even if the friend that brought you to church because of a friendship, even if y'all still have the greatest friendship in the world, it cannot replace your partnership with God's word. It cannot replace that. Your partnership with God's word must be paramount in some way, shape, and form to anything else in your life. Partnership. How many times have I said that word this morning? Probably way too many. Y'all are already sick of hearing it good. I'm only a little bit into it. You're going to hear it a hundred more times. I want you to know this about partnership. Partnership is this. It is a commitment 
staying faithful to what you have said long after the mood you set it in has passed. When you begin to sign your name to this ship and become a partnership with God's word, tomorrow morning you're going to have every reason not to read God's word. You're either going to be in a bad mood or a super good mood. You're either going to be running late or you're going to be running so far ahead you just forget about it because everything's so good because you made a quality decision to partner with God's word, but the first thing you do is skip the partnership that you're supposed to be doing. Can I get an amen? In this process, partnership is this. It is a commitment that you will do what you'll say you're going to do long after the mood you set it in has passed. Here's the biggest issue. A lot of people make great decisions on Sunday morning, but by Sunday afternoon, the mood is gone, and so are they. <laughs> Can I get an amen? Husbands and wives, don't look at your spouses because y'all are like, I know my husband, he repents every Sunday. Joel, you preach an amazing message. He always repents. <laughs> but by Sunday afternoon, the mood that you set it in is no longer there. And so he's not committed anymore. If your commitment to this partnership depends on a mood, you need to reevaluate partnership. Partnership is this. It is a commitment that is staying faithful to what you have said long after the mood you set it in has passed. So you have partnership versus friendship. If you are living your Christian walk based on your friendships, you're going to be like this plant that was sown and immediately it comes up. Or immediately when it was sown, Satan comes and takes the word that is sown in them. Satan comes and takes the word. Now let's make no bones about this. Jesus was very specific in what he said steals the seed. He said Satan comes and steals the seed that was sown. So if you make a decision this morning based on the word that you hear, you better make sure it doesn't just get dropped, it gets planted in you. And you protect that seed. And you make yourself a reminder that says, I will stay faithful to the commitment that I made long after the mood I set it in is gone. Because if you don't, the enemy, Satan himself, will come and steal that seed. And you're never going to see any fruit from it. The next one I want to talk about is partnership or membership. Verse 16 says this, and these are the ones that are sown on rocky ground. The ones who, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with joy. And they have no root in themselves, but endure for a while. Then when tribulation or persecution arises on the count of the word, immediately they fall away. These are people who genuinely like everything that is going on with the ship. They like it so much they can make a commitment and acknowledge that they love it so much that they're even going to be a member of that ship called membership. But listen, acknowledgement is not commitment. Do you understand that? Acknowledgement is not commitment. Acknowledgement means, yes, I acknowledge it. Commitment means you follow through with it. Husbands and wives in here, do you want a commitment or an acknowledgement with your marriage? I mean, I'm just asking. I mean, hey, if we're just going to go with acknowledgements in your relationship with Christ, do you want, with God's faithfulness to you, do you want him having an acknowledgement to you or a commitment to you? In your relationship to your employer, do you want an acknowledgement or a commitment? When that payday comes around, you want a commitment in the amount of the dollar amount that you should be getting on your paycheck. We in the body of Christ are so big on acknowledgements. Yes, I'll do it, but there's no commitment. That means we're basing our, our life on a membership, not on a commitment of partnership. How many of you have ever bought a gym membership and never went? Don't raise your hand. Don't raise, I'm just, don't raise your hand. Some of y'all ain't ashamed. Oh, I ain't not ashamed of the gospel. I preach it, Pastor. I bought one last year, and I didn't ever go. Come on. You had an acknowledgement to the membership. You even acknowledged it so much you gave your money to it. But when the commitment came for you to follow through with it, even though you gave your hard-earned money to it, the commitment wasn't there. So if the commitment of follow-through is not there, it is only acknowledgement. And in the body of Christ, God has a lot of people who are acknowledgement-oriented, but not commitment-minded. 
And this morning, I need you to make a revolutionary change in your life. That in your life, listen to this, come hell or high water, I am committed to the cause of Christ. Now remember my qualifying statement. I am not asking you to join TWBC this morning. I'm not asking you to jump in on the vision of times two this morning. I am asking you to partner with the word of God. So whether you're at this church or another church, and listen, if you make a partnership with the word of God, you're gonna be in church somewhere, or you're gonna be around the world doing the church. Partnership is a commitment to stay faithful to what you said you would do long after the mood you set it in is gone. Long after the mood you set it in is gone. Husbands and wives in here, have you ever had mood changes in your marriage? Don't say amen, just hush. Rhetorical questions don't need answers, okay? Have you ever had a mood change in your marriage that would make you question the commitment and think maybe it was only an acknowledgement, but because the wedding license says it's a commitment, I can't just say it's an acknowledgement because she's got it framed on the wall. And the wedding pictures are up there too. And how good you look 15, 20 years ago. When you made the commitment, lifestyle may have happened, change may have happened, and the mood you set it in on that day on the wedding day is a little bit different than the mood you're in right now. You want to know, know why they take so many pictures on your wedding day? Because that's the best you're ever going to look. That's the best you're ever going to look. Why do I say that? Because you know the, what, for the six months before you got married, you were on diet plans. Men were going to Beachbody.com thinking, I'm fixing to be the Mr. Man when we go on our honeymoon, and you're going to be the supermodel. And y'all took all these pictures because of the commitment you were making. But sadly, in today's world, because people still get married in a church house, they don't understand partnering with God's word as a married couple and therefore their commitment was really only an acknowledgement because their true partnership with God's word wasn't in place. So how can I make a partnership truly with my wife based on a partnership I do not have with the word of God? A huge point I'm fixing to make, so write this down. If your partnership with God's word is not in place, any other partnership you have is in your life is not built on the rock of Jesus Christ and it will falter. If your main partnership with God's word is not in place, every other partnership you have in life will falter and it will struggle. Because there has to be an underlying foundation of everything you do. Every message I've preached so far this year, the text has been red letter text for one specific reason. And I will probably preach red letter text this whole year. Straight the words of Jesus Christ. I love Paul. I love what he wrote. I love what some of the other writers in the New Testament wrote. But if we're going to have a true partnership based on God's word, I'm going to go back to what the Son of God himself has spoken and figure it out from there to develop a partnership with God himself so that every other ship that I get on is based on this partnership of God's word. Then I'll see 30, 60, and 100 fold begin to manifest. If your friendships in this life are what dictate your relationship with Christ, you're on a sinking ship. If your membership to a certain church or a certain organization proves to that you're a believer, you're on a sinking ship. It is your partnership with the word of God that will make you be who God's called you to be. The problem is we've built our life on friendships and memberships and things got tough and so we decided to abandon ship. We built our life on friendships and memberships and when things get tough, we decided to jump ship and abandon it. The Bible says in verse 18, and other ones were sown among the thorns and there are those who hear the word of God, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desire for other things enter in and choke the word out and it proves unfruitful. Now let me use these three terms right quick. The cares of the world, deceitfulness of riches, and the desire for other things. Cares of the world. We just got too much going on. Pastor, let's have 18 different services so it fits into my schedule. 
cares of the world. Nothing wrong with a church having 18 different services if it needs 18 different services. The deceitfulness of riches. Listen, money is not bad, so don't be thinking all money's bad and you're going to hell if you got a lot of money. That's not the case. It's when you put your trust in money rather than partnering with the word of God. So you get deceived and think money's more important than God's word. And as you get deceived into the deceitfulness of riches, thinking I'm going to partner with this dollar bill, George Washington is not what he used to be. <laughs> Benjamin Franklin literally is worth half his face value. <laughs> Can I get an amen? Some of y'all need to look at the economy if you're not sure what I'm talking about. Ben's not the same leader he used to be. And if your love and passion for money begins to supersede your partnership with God's word, the Bible says no one can serve two masters. You will either love one and hate the other or you will serve one and despise the other. No one can serve God and mammon. The spirit that rests on money, the spirit of greed that's on money, the deceitfulness of riches is what he's talking about. And you got the, you got the, the cares of the world, the deceitfulness of riches, and then it goes on to say, the desire for other things happen. Have you ever heard somebody just say, I'm just bored with church. I'm just going to go do something else. The partnership with God's word has been replaced by something. Because I realize the more that I'm in God's word, the more that I'm excited about going to church. And I do realize this because there are weeks that are kind of chaotic. And I don't get to spend as much time in God's word as I would like to sometimes. The weeks that I do not get to spend the time in God's word that I would love to spend in God's word... I notice I'm not looking as forward to going to church as I usually am when I spend a lot of time in God's word. And so the desire for other things, I would rather be doing something else. It means I must reevaluate my partnership with God's word, with the word of Christ himself. In fact, the word of John 1, 1, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God, that word. The experience with God's word we need to partner with. And because we put our faith in friendships and memberships, many of us abandon ship. And you know what happens when you abandon ship, don't you? You get swallowed by a whale. Some of y'all hadn't read Jonah. <laughs> Some of you hadn't read Jonah. When you have a lifestyle based on friendships and memberships, you end up abandoning ship. And when you abandon ship, you get swallowed by a whale. And when you get swallowed by a whale, we are so messed up in our theology, we think swallowed by the whale was the will of God, and we're praising God for the whale that swallowed us. Now, if you've ever read the story of Jonah... <laughs> The whale was not the will of God for his life. The whale was the consequence for him not following the will of God in his life. But God in his infinite mercy sent a whale to spare the life of Jonah. And he spit him up on the land. And the will of God still got done. So listen, I can either submit my life to God and preach freely out here. Or I can rebel from God and preach in jail. I'm going to choose to do it out here. I'm not abandoning ship and sw getting swallowed by a whale. In your life, many of you have been in the belly of a whale. The lowest of the lows in your life from time to time. And you're sitting thinking, oh God, if you would just get me out of this, I'll never leave you again. <laughs> we ever heard that one? Some of y'all back in your college days, God, if you just get me through tonight, I promise I'll never pick up another drink. <laughs> Come on, guys. Y'all are like, oh my Lord, we have never. <laughs> Some of y'all are in the midst of a circumstance. God, if you just get me through this financial crisis, I will tithe for the rest of my life. <laughs> get me out of the whale. You're in the whale. Because the decisions you made, not based on your partnership with the word, based on the partnership with friendships. Obviously, when you were out having your all-night party, you weren't by yourself. Obviously, when you were spending all this money, it was to go do something with somebody else. And so we must begin to base our partnership on the word of God. And so we always got somebody here so we can give us good decisions over here and we don't abandon ship over here and get swallowed by a whale to get spit out over here and take the long way around. I'm tired of the long way around in my life. I'm ready to get to where God's called me to be now. And if I'm going to do that, it's going to be based on a partnership with God's word. And everything in my life becomes Christ-centered. That means Christ is the center and all my life rotates around it. Well, that's just kind of silly. 
hey, I don't see I don't see a lot of people who live like that going through a lot of the trouble people who don't. People when they are in marriage trouble, why do you run to the pastor? I'm not going to tell you good advice. I'm going to give you the Bible. Tell you to go read it. Tell you to figure out how to fix your marriage. Because I can tell you the Bible all day long, but until you partner with it in your marriage, your marriage is going to get a Band-Aid put on it. There will never be healing. Until you partner with the Bible, your kid's situation is not going to get fixed. You've got to have an experience with the Word of God. And I want to bring that to our final point this morning. Partnership is a commitment that those who commit staying faithful to what you said long after the mood you said it in has passed. Partnership is a commitment. But those who were sown on good soil are the ones who hear the word and accept it and bear fruit. And 30, 60, and 100 fold is produced. These are the Christ-centered ones. Commitment is staying faithful to what you said longer after the mood you said is gone. It's staying faithful in it. How do you have a partnership with the Bible? How do you have a partnership with this book? Pastor, it's a book. Well, it's a lot more than a book. The book says about itself that I am living and active and sharper than any double-edged sword. A lot of you have relationships with things that are dead and not living and active. You got this thing in your house that you just won't get rid of because it's so special. And it's a relationship you've developed with something so special you ain't going to get rid of it in a garage sale even though it's worthless. And you try to sell it in a garage sale and somebody offers you two bucks and you think it's worth $5,000 because you got a relationship with something dead. Well, if you can have a relationship with something dead that nobody's going to give you $2 for, how much more can you have in a relationship with something that's alive and living and active in your life? How do you do it? Here's how you have a relationship, Johnny, with this, with this book that the world would say is obsolete, that the world say it doesn't fit the culture of our society, that the world would say it's dead, gone, and dying. You say, God, if this is really living and active, and I believe it is because I'm in partnership with it, I want an experience with it. I want to have an experience with your word because you were born again, not by just the written word, but by having an experience through the written word. And the problem is us in church, we've had an experience with the word and that's how we got born again. And then we say, go read and go pray and go study and do all these legalistic things, which is all you're supposed to read and pray and study. I I get that. But if you are not praying for a new experience with God's word, after about two months of just reading and praying and studying and no new experience, you're going to close it and say, I guess this really wasn't what it's supposed to be, and set it down. Therefore, the group of exploring people never find Christ. The group that started walking with Christ never continued to walk with Christ. The group that continued to have a relationship for some time begin to wither away, and only a select few produce fruit, 30, 60, and 100-fold return. When you begin to have an experience with this, And begin to realize this is living and active and Jesus will still speak to you today through his word. Your life will be forever changed. What kind of experience am I talking about? Have you ever read a verse or heard it since you were a kid? And then you open the Bible and read it again. It's like, oh my gosh, the Bible says that? And it's got a whole new perspective on it? That's an experience with God's word. Ask God to reveal himself to you through his word. And when you ask God to reveal himself to you through his word, God is faithful. But unless we as the body of Christ partner with the word of God once again, we will never be on a ship that's going anywhere or amounting to anything. If we partner with anything as the Way Bible Church, we will partner with the word of God through and through, knowing that the word of God will stand forever, knowing that the word of God is inerrant and God-inspired, every breath of it, every word of it in here, knowing that the word of God is true, knowing that the word of God is our foundation, knowing that the word of God is something we do not deviate from, knowing that the word of God is so powerful that it can change a culture of the United States of America still to this day. I believe it with all my heart. And so if we partner... With anything as a church, this is what we partner with. And I'm going to change my statement because I said if all day and say we have already partnered with the word of God. We partnered with it when we started it 15 years ago. 
and say we would never deviate. We, part, we, we partnered with that every time we hire a new staff member. We partner with the word of God. We partner with the word of God when we change government structures. We've partnered with the word of God because we want to be what the word of God says to be. I want to ask you, will you partner with the word of God? But you taking a step of faith to walk up here and sign your name to something greater than yourself, that you're going to stay faithful to partnership to the word of God, God will begin to move in your life.